They're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! Now do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the SportsX. Welcome back to another episode of the finishing move. I am road dog Adam Gillespie. I was out last week, so thank you to Big John and Chris Colwell for filling in. And tonight it is me and my regular tag team partner, John Radcliffe. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. How are you, Road Dog? It is great to be back in the saddle. It seems like it's been a while since the, I guess I'll call us the OG finishing move, <laughs> has been back together. Yeah, it has been. Between uh, high school football and just my schedule with now in football season and Kirby Smart's coaches show and, and your schedule, uh, but we're back, and uh, we're back together. It's like the tag team that split up and has gotten back together, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get some continuity going and even get Chris back in uh, with us uh, as the weeks progress. But, but even if they don't, even if we don't get to do a show because management, we got to come up with a name for management. Are they officially the authority? I guess they would be. That is what management is. So since the, the authority might preempt us sometimes, you guys can go to the Atlanta SportsX YouTube page. We've been putting up weekly videos. If you guys haven't been catching them, we've been tweeting them out. You can catch them at Road Dog 680, John Rad 450. We'll have the links there. We most recently we put out our video earlier today where we're talking about King of the Ring. So we put our predictions out there. Clash of the Champions. I'm sorry, that too. I'm used to the pay per view being called King of the Ring. And I always forget it's Clash of the Champions. You're right, for Clash of the Champions. So we did our review on that. So that's out there. And we'll have those hopefully weekly for you guys that we'll be able to put out videos for you guys. And hopefully Road Dog will keep his clothes on. We'll see. I mean, that's just a special treat. Kind you of like your clothes uh, off? That's me, not a treat. Yeah, it is a special treat. Kind of like Otis this past week on Tuesday on SmackDown. That's funny. Uh, he and I have a lot in common when it comes to taking our clothes off. And it, as you tweeted me at uh, Road Dog 680 from... Uh, John Rad 450 and reach out to either of us on Twitter anytime. We're, we are more than happy to interact with you there. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of those dance moves in my repertoire as, to, as well, where I slap my stomach as I shake my hips. And I can do that for you right now if you'd like. No, no one needs to see that. We're okay. But thank you, though. No one, no one needs to see that. I appreciate the offer. It's very generous <laughs> of you. All right. Well, we got a big week. We got Raw Monday night, Tuesday night. And we had SmackDown, of course, the usuals. Uh, both of those go-home editions as we lead into Clash of the Champions uh, this Sunday on pay-per-view. So we're not going to really dive too deep into Clash of the Champions just because, like John said on the video that came out on the YouTube page earlier today, we broke down all the matches uh, that we could, and we got into all of them, gave you our predictions. So please go over to our YouTube page, check that out. You can see who we, uh, what we think about the matches, who we think is going to win. But I do want to ask you something that we kind of touched on during the video. We're going to touch on a little bit. And you kind of hit on it uh, as you were mentioned in the pay-per-view. King of the Ring, it used to be its own pay-per-view. Correct. But now it is just one match, uh, the finals, that we're going to see as part of a pay-per-view. And I kind of dug it when it was its own pay-per-view. Apparently, Vince McMahon didn't really dig that. And that's kind of why it's gone away for so long and it's now maybe the way it is. What did you prefer? Uh, I like the one match rule, and I, you know, I like it because we get to see more of the superstars that Elias, who I feel like we see him, 
but we don't really get to give him any credibility. Chad Gable, another one who we see him, we really don't get to give him a ton of credibility to go with it. So we get to see the superstars that we might not get to see as much normally. We get to see them just a little bit more. And I like I like it being separated where ultimately it culminates with the finals at a pay-per-view. Now, it was pretty cool because I guess the problem that we could run into, though, is if you do it as the old school pay-per-view with so many titles, what title gets snubbed at a pay-per-view? I mean, obviously, knowing the WWE, it's probably the tag team belts would be the first one that would get snubbed from a pay-per-view. But then you got to snub some of the belts because you have so many matches. Yeah, but, I mean, back in the day, it was, I mean, it was really the king of the ring was just the whole pay-per-view. You did have your, you usually had your um, heavyweight championship on the belt, maybe a couple other matches that involved belts that break up the pace of the king of the ring. But, I mean, I think in the past, if I remember correctly, sometimes even like the Intercontinental Champion would just be part of the king of the ring tournament uh, for however long that went. I don't. I think it's kind of its own gimmick, like the Royal Rumble. Uh, sometimes you don't have all the titles defended on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Sometimes they are, and then sometimes those guys are also in the Royal Rumble. Um, but I don't think it's one of those pay-per-views that relies on the titles being defended because it is the King of the Ring tournament. So it's not very much needed. I, I enjoyed it as a whole pay-per-view because I felt you really were the King of the Ring because you had wrestled three or four times that night, depending on how big the brackets were. Um, and it really made you the King of the Ring for that night. So it is something that I miss. Um, I see your point. I mean, we know that King of the Ring, it's created many of... I want to say iconic it, moments. I even go a little bit further, and and I mean, short of maybe one or two. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'd say potentially WWE Hall of Famers. I mean, Stone Cold, Triple H, Owen Hart, Booker T. Uh, oh, I would say that ninety five to ninety percent yeah. of the people who won have won King of the Ring in that time are Hall of Famers. So, no doubt. You know, I, I see the 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 importance of it. I think it would just be intriguing because one of the things we always talk about, and, may, and correct me if I'm wrong, we always talk about belts that just disappear. And I think that's the danger in doing just a all King of the Ring pay-per-view is where the IC title goes, where the U.S. title goes. It, you don't want those things to get pushed to the side. So now you kind of get the best of both worlds. Now here's what I'm intrigued about, though. King of the Ring used to be, for the most part, I can't think of many faces that have won King of the Ring. It was mostly the heels that won, along with Money in the Bank, which was basically, you know, a ladder match for a uh, title, which is a title match for a uh, match for a contract for a title match in a briefcase held above the ring. Now you have basically these two proverbial gimmick matches that come about with it. One of them can ultimately change someone's persona in terms of who they are. We saw Booker T go from Booker T to King Booker. We saw Mabel go from just Mabel to King Mabel. Uh, So you've seen superstars who've gone that way, who've changed their gimmick a little bit with it. Will we see Money in the Bank get snubbed a little bit now? Because now we have King of the Ring back. I don't know if it's back. I think it's at least back for this one go round. And (laughs) And who knows? Maybe this was a a new um, thing brought back due to the executive directors that are now in place with Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. Maybe this is something that they pushed creative, creatively. Uh, we also know there is and has been now for a little bit a whole new creative department in charge of that with, of course, Vince still chiming in heavily uh, at times, uh, according to the dirt sheets. 
So maybe this is just something that's coming back. I don't. Money in the Bank, I think, will still be at least a match at WrestleMania or its own pay per view, which it has been in the last few years. I don't see it needing or going away because it's not like the winner of the King of the Ring is being promised a title shot of anything. They're just being called the King of the Ring. But doesn't it normally? I can't think of any that it was just a matter of time. I mean, Sheamus had already held a belt, but had held the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, so it kind of led to it. I guess Owen Hart was one that maybe didn't get one inevitably, or did he against Brett when he was the king of hearts? Uh, Triple H, it did lead to him getting one. I mean, keep in mind, Austin 316 technically wasn't supposed to happen. That was actually supposed to be the win for Triple H. So... I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gl- I'm kind of happy that it's back. I hope it keeps coming back. I am intrigued, though. The more that I think about it, and we did talk about this a little bit on the video, where did Chad Gable just come from? Yeah, it seems like this is now the fourth or fifth relaunch of his character <laughs> that we've kind of seen. Uh, initially coming out as the tag team America Alpha from NXT along with um, Kurt, Kurt Angle's Jason son. Gable. And, I'm, and I'm using... Uh, um, quotation marks, of course, there, uh, which uh, he's disappeared ever since that injury. Well, he's now a producer for uh, WWE. I don't know what show exactly, but now he's gone behind the scenes. Well, that's probably a good place for him at Goodness. the rate he was getting over with oh, the uh, crowd. That's um, a hot but, sports take there, uh, bro talk. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. This is, like you said, I expect Elias to win this. This is a heel um, type of uh, tournament. A winner, money in the bank, Elias it lends out, itself bro. to a heel. I'm what? not. I'm sorry, not Elias, Elias Baron injured. Corbin. Oh. Uh, Baron Corbin. But let me ask you this: Yeah, Saturday, uh, Tuesday night. I don't know why I thought Saturday, Tuesday night, when we saw Shane McMahon interject himself in this tournament. Did you think he was going to win that match and go on to the finals? Absolutely not. You didn't. No. Okay. No, and if he did, I would have had a serious issue with. He just won the the tournament where he was crowned the best in the world or the best there ever was and got a trophy. And, and I just, yeah, no, no, I didn't. I, I didn't think that would happen. I thought there was no way on earth it was going to happen. And if it did, I I would have had some serious issues with WWE uncreative. It would have definitely brought some heat to him. I don't, I did not want to see that happen, but it did cross my mind. I was like, oh my goodness, are they going to really, um, can continue to propel Shane McMahon. Obviously, they went a different direction uh, and continue the storyline with Shane and Kevin Owens uh, that ended with Kevin getting fired because he did not help Shane win the match ultimately. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well uh, in the match. Let me ask you, I mean, this was a go-home show, though, both Raw and SmackDown, and their ratings were way down. Is that a, that's so. a bad sign, isn't it? That was... The, well, it was deservedly so. I mean, when you look at the card in its totality for both shows, what did you feel like outside of King of the the King of the Ring match? Do you feel like that was anything that was really and truly set up for a pay per view coming up? I don't feel like I like was... the I, I personally I like the Seth and Braun storyline. I don't like them being tag team champions and also having the Universal Championship, but I'm looking forward to that match. I think it should be a good match, and I, I guess I am kind of interested in them being tag team champions because okay. it's the tag teams that can't coexist, and there's a natural storyline there with that. But And this goes back to when we had a friend of the show, Stevie Richards, on. I liked seeing Stone Cold there, but Stone Cold didn't propel AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, or anyone else for that I matter. I disagree with that. Really? Because yeah, if you look at it, 
it, it if anything to me it made Seth look smaller it made him because he didn't set them up for a story he set them up to get a pop a cheap pop but if that's the case why don't we go Mick Foley style and say hey we're here in Atlanta it was a cheap pop that you got out of it what you didn't get was the the continuation of a story you got someone interjected as a guest host that seemed like something that should have been the the after the pay-per-view or even the second show after a pay-per-view for that setup. It didn't I, come across to me like it was being set up where that story was going to get that next push to make me more interested in it for the pay-per-view. He gave them a rub by coming out there, interacting with the two of them, Braun and uh, Seth I'm speaking of, and and gave them that pop. Yes, he gave them a little a bit of Steve Austin dust and sprinkled it on them to help them get that rub. So they do get a rub from that. There is a pop that that the, the place went crazy at the beginning of uh, uh, Raw on Monday night in MSG when his when the glass broke and he came down. You can't deny that the fans wanted to see him. The fans enjoyed him being out there splashing the beers. And at the end of the show, when they all got together, the Vikings, um, um, Cedric um, was Alexander. out there. And, yeah, Alexander was out there as well, and they're all drinking and smashing beers together and AJ got a another stunner apparently after the show went off the air. Uh, yeah, I just think that's I think they do, I do believe they got a rub a positively from that. I and once again, we'll agree to disagree and you'll continue to be wrong, but I just to me and it, even just the way it ended, where I would have preferred it ended whether it had been AJ, whether it had been Braun, whether it had been Seth, whether it had been Lou Gallows, whoever it ended in the ring, which don't get me wrong, me as a fan, as a mark, I enjoyed seeing Stone Cold. And no, I, you can't. You can't have it both ways. So you either enjoyed it or I, you didn't. No, no. I can't see, and that's the difference. This is where you and I differ. I'm looking at the story. You're looking at it from a fan and a mark standpoint, and that's where I say the difference comes in. When I'm looking at telling a story, when I'm looking at even – just to step outside of the realm of wrestling for a second, if you look at country music, if you look at rap music, rappers and country musicians who can tell stories, I think there's something there. Wrestling, I like when you can tell that story a little bit more. That's one of the reasons why we like The Fiend is because there's been a story that has been told that we've enjoyed for so much that it's just like, ooh, we're at the edge of the, our seat of what happens next. I guess if I had to take anything to, to go with it, yeah, I, I don't feel like there's any any shake up on who the big dog is, no pun intended to Roman Reigns, who the big who the top dog is going into this match, because is the top dog stone cold going into those matches? If he was in him, he would be. Once again, that that's doesn't go with this. <laughs> You're right. If he was in those matches, he's not. He's not. What does Seth get out of it? He got the rub of getting the uh, base proverbial thumbs up from Stone Cold saying, you're a cool guy, I'm uh, I'm signing off on What did you. Braun Strowman get out the of it? The same thing. Because he was, sto- he was, And what did the story get out of it? They, they, the, story, the story continued with AJ and the OG uh, uh, coming out, or OC, coming out to continue their storyline. Uh, uh, the heel, doing heel tendencies, um, getting heat on AJ Styles for talking down story. one of the biggest. The entire scenario was clumsy along. The Viking Crusaders had, or Viking Experience, or Viking Raiders, or whatever their name is, something with Vikings. 
They had nothing to do with it. I still don't understand how they fit into the scenario. And it even looked like they didn't know how they fit into the scenario because it was kind of interesting that... Well, they've got beef with the OC. And yet again... You just threw, you forced them in there. This hasn't been a part no, of it. No, they weren't forced. I just said it. They got beef with the OC, who at was the, involved how, in that storyline. At the tail end of it. What do you mean? You came in at the This hasn't been a long pushing story to go with it. Well, stories have beginnings, and it began last week during the or two weeks ago, whenever the and so tag team tournament I go was. back to the beginning of it is, how did that edge to push them for the pay-per-view? Well, they don't even have matches on the pay-per-view, so, so why are once. you worried about what the pay-per-view so then is? So why were they there? It's continuing the storyline so between... There? I'm telling you, if you don't want to accept it, I can't help you. If you don't, understand, that you don't understand the art of the storytelling, you go ahead and go with that. No, you don't understand there's beginnings to stories, apparently. Now? Why are you yelling? It's like Mark Zeno. There are stories to be, There are beginnings to stories. So are you this saying this is the This story between the Viking experience and the OC started two weeks ago or a week ago. I can't remember when that tag team tournament was. But it started with then, and they even brought that up on Raw. Maybe you watch it on mute. I'm not sure. But they brought it up, and they even explained to you why they would be coming out there. So why not put them in their own? And why why muck up the story of? Because what, if that's going to be why a pay- muck up a story of a perfectly good story of what you could have built more of why, what, so, on with AJ and Seth. Why would you then, have the two of them in a or those two tag teams face each other right now if you're building to a potential pay per view match with that? You wouldn't. There's you would. no pay per view there. We're gonna. We're now waiting another month for this to come to a culmination. So we're gonna do a long-standing story with two guys that, once again, I don't get me wrong. They deserve the push. I, I'd like to see them get. But you the don't push. want them to have them put this push. They didn't fit into this story. Keep in mind, yes, they do. The the element of this story that we talked about from the start, it was AJ, it was Seth, it was Braun. AJ is the OC. That is what Luke and uh, Gallows. You're, yes, he's a part of they it. They are all part and of in the that OC. minutia that goes with all of this. I, you could have taken one of the two things out. We could have taken out the Viking experience for right now, or we could have taken out Stone Cold. There, maybe that's it. There's too many elements in that story that was just kind of okay. I get what you're trying to do. It just came across clumsy to me. You're wrong. All right, well, we can we'll always have our own opinion, we'll but you'll the, always uh, continue to be rope. wrong. Because, you know, I'm your board off and I can always turn your mic off. That's the fun part of this. Are you done? Being wrong over there? Boy. I hope George is not wrong this weekend. I hope Kirby makes better decisions than WWE Uncreative. I like it when you pretend to be a Georgia fan in other areas, but then when we talk on this show, you're so anti-Georgia. No, I love Georgia. I'm just oh, no, no. I'm I mean, against it against Why you. would you want them to be wrong this weekend I if said, you love Georgia? Okay, see, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear the problem that I said? I said, I hope Kirby's not wrong this weekend. My tag team partner doesn't listen so well. We're in the communication industry, but he just doesn't listen. Let's go to break. We got a break. When we return, we'll go over the top rope and talk about some news and notes from around the world of wrestling. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. A to Z with Mark Zeno. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 p.m. Yeah, so quick story. So I I taught the kids about Yankee baseball, right? Because I'm a good father and I have to raise my kids, right? So they got to be Yankee fans. And so um, when I watch them, I tell them that we're going to put on Yankee baseball. And when they understand the logo and they recognize baseball and they know what it is, I said, we're going to watch on TV tonight. And they go, Yankee baseball. I said, damn right. And out of the blue yesterday, Dominic said it. I said, guys, we're going to watch on TV. And Vincent goes, Yankee baseball. Dominic goes, damn right. Zeno is only on the X. 
Hey, is there anything exciting happening this weekend? Of course there is. The Brightside newspaper just arrived in the mail, and it has lots of things to do listed on its calendar page. Look, the Taste of Smyrna is this weekend on the Village Green. Also, there are art exhibits, golf tournaments, and a pet adoption festival later this month. I'm Kathy Lipsett. And I'm Alan Lipsett. We are publishers and owners of The Brightside, your local monthly newspaper for Smyrna, Vinings, and South Cobb. The Brightside newspaper is your local good news publication. We bring you news about people you know, the places you live, and the monthly calendar to plan your weekends. And every month, The Brightside can bring you new customers as it delivers your advertising message to 30,000 upscale homes in the Smyrna, Vinings, and South Cobb areas. That's all coming in September in The Brightside. Read us online at brightsidecobb.com. If you've been to the new ballpark, then you already know how awesome the atmosphere is. What if I told you you could experience the same type of excitement at your home? Well, Basements and Backyards is your local stay-at-home headquarters, offering Atlanta's largest selection of hot tubs and swim spas and tons of slate pool tables and games to choose from. Come check out our showroom in Woodstock to experience why Basements and Backyards has everything you'll need to extend your season. Or check us out online at basementsandbackyards.com. Your stay-at-home headquarters. Hey Atlanta, it's Front Office Lowe's for Bedlam Vodka and this is a thank you. Thank you for joining the rebellion. Atlanta, you are blowing up Bedlam Vodka all over the city. Why is it happening? Because Bedlam Vodka is unique. It's a rice-based vodka. It is completely different from any other vodka in the marketplace. Bedlam Vodka is smooth. It tastes good and the finish does not burn. If you haven't joined the rebellion yet, what are you waiting for? Pick up some Bedlam Vodka tonight. Bedlam Vodka, live rebelliously, drink responsibly. Hey guys, Hudson Mason here with some very exciting news. If you're an OTPer like myself and you live outside the perimeter, Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelry has a place for you to go visit. Of course, you can always still go down to the 17th floor of Tower Place in Buckhead, their original shop. But the great news is, is that Solomon Brothers, which has been Atlanta's go-to source for loose diamonds, wedding sets, and fine jewelry needs, is serving you better by bringing their highly trusted Solomon Brothers name outside the perimeter. Shop the largest selection of loose diamonds and gemstones, designer jewelry, or create a custom piece now at two Solomon Brothers Jewelers locations. My friends at Solomon Brothers can't wait to see you this fall at their brand new showroom in Liberty Park Village on Old Milton Parkway or go visit them at Solomon Brothers Jewelers on the 17th floor of Tower Place in Buckhead. And as always, you can visit them online at SolomonBrothers.com or on Instagram at Solomon Brothers. The finishing move on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the Sports X. Welcome back to the finishing move. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. You can catch me on Twitter at Road Dog Six Eighty. In my normal tag team partner sitting across from me tonight, uh, John Ratcliffe. Where can they get you on your Twitters, Instagrams, and such? Not it seemed like it was so long. You almost forgot my name. Uh, you can catch me at John Rad Four Fifty on Twitter and Instagram. Love interacting with listeners. Love interacting with everyone on there. Uh, unless my tag team partner has me blocked in, in which case he doesn't interact with me. <laughs> and I know uh, we got – this is one of my favorite segments we do every week, so let's just go ahead and get to it. Let's go over the top rope. Woo. We're going to talk about a lot of news and notes from around the world of wrestling that happen outside of the ring. And this is why I maybe I like this segment because I just am attracted to drama. 
And when they were talking about so wrestling. So much was just explained about you. And that one statement, I need to send this out to the entire company. And I think we'll understand you a little bit there more. There seems to be a lot of drama when it comes to wrestling. If you're talking about Ric Flair suing the WWE, which I heard you guys get into last week on the show. Uh, and just not such not. It's just so funny to me. But I enjoy it. So let's get into some of this stuff. This is not so much drama, but it's great news for those involved in it. Uh, have you ever done one of those uh, 23andMe or um, DNA testing things? I, I have not, because if I were to discover you and I were related, I might not be very happy. Well, I have done it before. I'm adopted, uh, so that's a little bit about my life. So I was like, well, you know, I'd be interested in doing this just to see what it comes back as, what everything uh, gets reported as. So I've done it. I've spit into the tube and sent it off, and apparently— Seth Rollins did this recently, and he found out that he has a brother and a sister out there. And due to the DNA results, he was able to find them and um, you know connect with them, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Is it you? No, unfortunately, no. it was not me. Would you want to be re- okay? Now, not to go off topic a little bit, would you be okay? Let's just say you discovered that you were related to Roman Reigns. Uh, well, I don't think I have any <laughs> Samoan in me. I, I think I'm pretty safe there. Should be pretty safe. I don't have that. My uh, my ancestry came from the other side of the Atlantic, not from in the middle of the Pacific. I was just wondering, what if you found out you were related to? Well, we all have Georgia our black. We all, we all have black sheep in the family. Why they got to be hey, black? My adopted fa- uh, father was uh, the guy who I call dad, and is my dad as far as I'm ever will be concerned. He was a Georgia Tech grad, so I, I've, <laughs> I've been able to deal with. Him. I was able to deal with him for. Uh, all those years, I, I'm sure I could have dealt with uh, Mr. Reigns as well, who hopefully we'll get to see next week. SmackDown's going to be in town on Tuesday um, doing their thing at State Farm Arena, one of the last shows that they'll have on USA Network, at least uh, for now. Correct. Yeah, no, they uh, move over. Seth finding out, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool, and particularly since him and Becky are engaged to be married, so as you know, in real life, as their fam- as they become a family, I guess it's for the best that they get to know um, who his family is a little bit more. Uh, he's documented, you know, his family, and I believe he's from Ohio, uh, in terms of there and his mom and dad and what they do in terms of helping him with his res- his wrestling school and the business that he has there. So it has to be pretty cool to be able to add a, uh, you know, to find out some more about siblings that you have out there. And as far as the siblings, it has to be pretty cool that. Your brother is a WWE superstar, and uh, can I say right now, am I wrong in saying one of the top guys out there in the business? I think he is. Oh, uh, yeah, he came in on the PWI Top 100, I think it is. He came in as the number one wrestler that so, was released yeah. a couple weeks ago I mean, that has to in be, the world. It has to be absolutely very cool that in, in that scenario, so you can't be mad at that. I mean, hopefully there's a great relationship that can grow and be nurtured there, and uh, you know they can continue on and be and live happily ever after and get your, to learn about each other your phone rings it says unknown caller or unknown id whatever that is and you pick it up and it's a wrestler on the other end telling you hey i'm your long lost brother that you never knew you had or sister who would you want that wrestler to be oh boy uh the easy answer uh the rock okay that'd be a good one that's a good <laughs> um, one the easy that would be the easy answer um but if i had to say what would probably be a very fun answer that would be on there? I would probably have to go with uh, Bray Wyatt. Okay, that's an interesting one there. It would just be—it's it, so I'm surprised by that outlandish. It's someone so different. I mean, 
I, you know, obviously there's so many legends that I would love for it to be. How awesome would it be if it were like Hulk Hogan? Well, that's who mine probably would that be. That doesn't shocker. Of course. Well, he's my all time favorite wrestler. Shocker. So of course it would be cool if I was related to him and I got to hang out with Brooke. No, I mean for me though. I turned out to be Hulk Hogan and it's like, Hey there, brother. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you literally are my brother. Wait, Hulk, what? What's going on? Hulk, sir, what are you talking about? We need to meet Okay, what do you want to meet? Let's talk about this. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. That's probably who mine would be. Or Stone Cold, I think, would be Stone Cold uh, would be another awesome cool one. Dude. He seems like he'd be a cool guy to hang out with. Uh, even for me, I, I you know, I love these guys and what they did for the wrestling business. Uh, either Booker T or Stevie Ray. Just in terms of what they did for Who pro- were real life. Who are real, real life, life brothers. brothers. Exactly. And so for what they did for uh, the WWE, um, I mean, in terms of just black wrestlers at a time where there weren't that many, and particularly Booker T., that would be just one of those things that there's somebody that I always give kudos to in terms of my my love of wrestling, um, watching him and what he did and just hearing the stories that he's told. It would be cool. But, I mean, you know, let's go a different direction. Who would you not want it to be? Oh, that's easy. Uh, I mean, there's a list of those guys as well. I mean, Barry Horowitz. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you want to go back in time. I mean, I didn't uh, expect Gil- you to dig uh, that one up. Gilberg. I mean, this Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. Yeah, I mean, the Repo Man. There's a good list there. How about uh, Jason Gable, though, who I was talking about earlier? I mean, yeah, there's a that's an easy list to compile as well. Oh, man. Um, boy. Ooh, uh, wait, one more that I would want. Uh, Kane. Who you would want? Yeah. Mayor of oh, what, Knox I County? got it. You know who I would not want it to be? Roman Reigns. Well, no, I'm, we'll deal with that as, as it comes. But who I would not want it to be? Okay. Is Alexa Bliss because then I would not then be able to, you know, pursue <laughs> anything else with her outside of the. Oh goodness! You know that's a topic for next week. I'm, uh, we'll give you a week. Here's a deep tease. I want you to put together. We'll do it for next week. You don't. You get some time to think about it because I know you have many of the women wrestlers that you love. I want your top ten. Ten. Top ten of all time. I hope this doesn't come across sexist, so please forgive me. Most attractive women wrestlers for you. I want your top ten. Uh, you can go WCW, WWE. May Young. Uh, I tell you what, save it. We'll do it for the video for next week. All right, we'll do it for our, for our video for next week. Do you? All right, so on Mondays, we tune into USA Network to watch Raw. On Tuesdays, for now, we tune into USA Network to watch Raw. Wednesdays, we tune in to watch uh, NXT on the WWE Network. Do you know what channel, if you wanted to, to tune in to watch Impact Wrestling? I think it's called like Apex or Access. Or... So, it, yeah, so they're going to Access. They are going to move to Access. That news broke out earlier today. They're going to do a weekly uh, f- uh, two hour program on uh, Access. They have two TV. hours worth of superstars? Yeah, apparently. Maybe there'll be a lot of long matches or or promos on that. <laughs> a lot that. of long promos. Long <laughs> commercial breaks. It, and currently it is on a channel called Pursuit, which I don't know if I have. And if I do, I definitely don't know where it is on my cable listings. Do you? No, I haven't known where Impact. Look, I haven't known where Impact Wrestling has been for a long time. I'll be honest. Part of the way that I keep up with it is via like YouTube and online and the different dirt sheets. Uh, because... I would probably say ever since Abyss left, it's kind of just been a little bit 
up and down, trying to keep up with it where they've been. But the, and this has been a problem that Impact Wrestling has had for a long time, where they started off on like Spike TV and then they went to TNT and then they went to CMT and they've always moved around on stations. And I don't know if it's been a ratings thing because at one point they did produce a quality product. And I mean, I'm talking about the time where you had the the originals of AJ Styles, Jay Lethal. Uh, Beer Money Incorporated, uh, Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and even when you had, I'll, I'll use the phrase, the invasion of guys that were within, say, for the main event mafia of Kevin Nash, you had Scott Hall that showed up, Big Papa Pump, Hulk Hogan, Stinger, Kurt Angle, you, you had a quality product, and they always came to try and, to some degree, I want to say it almost looked like they were trying to recapture those NWO moments when they came out with the Aces and Eights. And I thought it was a, some great ideas that they had there. It just seemed like they could never keep up with that that speed or keep up with that continuity of producing one after another after another. And then it seemed like they just came into the struggle of getting superstars because then you had Ring of Honor, you had New Japan that started gaining more and more success. And I'm amazed that they've been able to keep afloat. But I always like the fact, I guess it's good to have other alternatives out there. I guess so. It's. I mean, that's what we say about AEW is that it's going to have good to have a competition out there. Although I don't really know if I call Impact Wrestling competition anymore. Not anymore for WWE. I mean, I am aware of Axis TV. I have seen. I have watched something You've on there before. It. But I don't know if you if you ask me to tune to it right now, I would definitely have to go to my guide and and look for it up and down the listings. This is the channel that is owned, or partly at least owned, by Mark Cuban, the billionaire in Texas who also owns the uh, Mavericks, uh, Shark Tank. He's very well known. Uh, So I don't know if he is looking for this. Maybe he's looking to get into the wrestling business uh, a little bit or if he's just looking to add programming to his TV channel. Uh, We'll see how it turns out. They're going to switch over to Access after their upcoming pay-per-view, Bound for Glory, uh, which takes place October 20th, and then they're going to switch over to Axis from Pursuit, wherever that is on the cable channel. So we'll have to search for Impact Wrestling in <laughs> That's right. these respective channels. Mixing it in a little bit. Um, Kurt Angle, we know he lost to Baron Corbin, the potential king of the ring, uh, the, this past WrestleMania, and uh, he's retired from active in-ring wrestling, at least with the WWE. So what is Kurt doing these days? He is now going to do stuff behind the scenes for WWE. Reportedly, he is in a producer role for the WWE on Raw. Uh, I'm sure he has some good ideas, and why not tap these older stars to bring him in and, and give some ideas, right? I love that idea. Bring them in, get some ideas, use them for some training. We, I'm okay with from time to time seeing them, but I want to see them help push so many talented athletes that the WWE currently has. And I feel like the WWE is so talent rich right now that I think super former superstars and legends from even just on different places on the card would help to whether propel or add more storylines that could possibly be actively used in there. So you're going to have Kurt come back, even if he came back as, you know, commissioner GM, I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if it will turn into an on-camera role for him, but at least behind the scenes right now, I would be okay with him being on camera as well. Um, I'm kind of over the GM and commissioner type storylines, at least for a face. I think those are definitely, like we talked about with Money in the Bank and King of the Ring, those are heel type 
uh, roles. I mean, Vicky Guerrero was a great heel. Eric Bischoff. Excuse me. Exactly. Was uh, Eric Bischoff when he initially came in the first time with WWE? Okay, Let me tell you something. But he was a face, though, wasn't know, he? But it, it was, but it was so funny that I guess I love the fact that he came up with the gimmick of just everybody ended up in a tag match. And they just played up the gimmick of that. That was hysterical yep. to me. Uh, so we'll see. I like Kurt Angle. Um, I guess if his days are done in the ring, why not lend your knowledge to outside of the ring as well? All right. So we talked about this a little bit ago in the first segment. Uh, Kevin Owens lost to Shane or di- uh, did not help Shane McMahon win his match to go to the King of the Ring finals on uh, this past Tuesday's SmackDown. So Shane McMahon fired him. So in storyline, he at least he is fired from uh, SmackDown brand. Later that night on Tuesday, uh, he tweeted something, 14-24-20. Now, if I had seen that, I would have scrolled right past it. But people who are smarter than me and dig into things a lot more than me came up with this. Those numbers, 14, 24, and 20, equal the letters NXT in the alphabet, in the numerical order that they come in in the alphabet. So people are theorizing that he is going to show up on NXT when they debut on uh, USA next Wednesday night. So KO back to NXT. I mean, I think we've talked about it before. I don't think he needed to, but we've talked about it before about superstars going back to NXT and maybe to get a revamp and a rebrand. I don't know if Kevin Owens needs it. I mean, one of the things he definitely needs is to stay healthy. I know he's battled through some injuries, and hopefully he can stay healthy where he can get back to the position of where he was. I I liked him as a champion. So hopefully we can see him get back to a position where he is competing for the Universal or the Heavyweight Championship once again. Uh, But we got to see KO stay healthy. And we know I think Vince McMahon is more at a sticking point with that of he doesn't want his champions to be injured. Now, yes, I know what you'll say. It contradicts. You know, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar having it, but Brock doesn't have to be there, and Brock is Brock. He's like the New England Patriots. You can do whatever you want. Well, why not? They keep winning championships. Then Brock does too. So, the uh, so I yeah, I, I'm interested. Why not give him a break? Let him go down to NXT. I don't know if that's degrading. Saying go down to NXT, maybe I should just say go to NXT uh, for a little bit. They probably are going to need to bolster their uh, roster because they're expanding to two hours, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment as well. But uh, sure, why not? He was very successful in NXT, although I do like Kevin Owens on the main roster. I do think he is a, a good champion. He had, he was a good heel champion uh, when he had that run. I enjoyed him. I think he's a great uh, character on the uh, Raw and SmackDown TVs. But if they feel like he can help them on um, – NXT, why not? I'm, I know Kevin. I know that Triple H will utilize him to the best of his ability. And what if it actually goes the other way? What if Kev, Kevin Owens wants to go back down? And I hate to say go back down, but they use the phrase "call up," so we have to use the phrase. I guess the opposite of "up" is down. That makes sense. Uh, what if he wants to be called back down because he doesn't feel like he does have the proper creative direction that he wants, and he got more of it at NXT, where he feels like you know I can go there, I get more freedom, I get more creativity. Uh, the schedule might not be as grueling. I don't know this for fact, but and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if the schedule is as grueling so he can go home in his personal life and be with his kids because 
I mean, I feel we feel like he did. We probably agree that we feel like he has earned the cachet that he could get something like that. But the WWE might not feel like that. And at NXT, he can be a little bit. He can be home a little bit more and get a little bit more create uh, get more creative opportunities out there as well. Well, the schedule definitely should not be as grueling. It looks like they're going to do all their tapings at Full Sail University, which is part of where they do a lot of them now. Um, so he would only have to fly to Orlando for the Wednesday night. Uh, or I, don't, I guess it's going to be a live show, right? So yeah, I guess it'll be live. the live show, not the tapings. Um, but he would just have to fly to Orlando, so it wouldn't be all over the country. He would know where he'd have to go every week. Um, and they do tour NXT a little bit. I mean, they've come to Atlanta a handful of times, but it's definitely not at the scale that the main roster, Raw and SmackDown, travel. Now, you're an NXT fan, correct? I am. And we'll we'll have to get with, did we ever give formerly known as intern David a nickname? I don't think we ever did. Okay, well, we'll refer to him as formerly known intern David. Uh, he's our NXT expert. Because the rumor has it, I know that you're not a 205 Live fan. I am not. There's rumors coming out that 205 and NXT will be merging. They'll be coming together, and, and, and 205 will go away. So, And ultimately what you'll have, it'll be NXT and 205 together. Well, I don't know the, what the branding of it will be called, but... You'll have the 205 Live champion there. You'll have several of the smaller wrestlers that you're not a big fan of that will be there. Will this change your opinion, or will this change the way that you watch NXT? Yes, I will get up and leave the room at certain times to go to the bathroom or get a refill of my drink or uh, whatever I would do when the 205 matches come on, just like I did when 205 was drafted to Raw and they were a Raw property under the umbrella of 205, and you would get 205 matches on Raw, and I would get up and leave the room and go do what I needed to do until that match was over. That's harsh, man. I mean, boy, you don't like those guys that much? There is a real, there is a reason that this, uh, this is failing. It's not working out. It's because it's just not working. People aren't drawn to it. I get, uh, maybe it's just like the mixing in of the high flying with the kind of the more brutish, uh, heavyweights going at it. Maybe there's there's just a balance, and I think that people don't want to watch a whole show of that, but then you can point to AAA and say, well, it, it works down there for them because uh, that is kind of the more of the Lucha Libre style where it's more high-flying and flips and jumping off of this and or jumping off of that. I mean, Lucha Underground has made their own little niche because for them, it's all recorded, and with Lucha Underground, it is really like, to some degree, a soap opera where they do very in-depth promos and very in-depth stories to go with the Lucha Libre-style wrestling. And that's a key component. I mean, when you can get very interesting storylines to draw me in, but I definitely don't get that from 205. Now, that I will agree with you. They do not do they, – they were 100% relying on the athleticism of their superstars to carry it. Their promos, lackluster at best, but in terms of just – detailed stories you're not going to get a ton of that and a lot of it has been because you uh some of the guys who could have been key components of it have left uh austin aries was one but he was he's also definitely could have been up on the main card 100 percent. i enjoyed um when he was with wwe was neville i thought his that was another one who to was a, a heel and becoming king neville i thought was very good and i did enjoy his storyline uh, he was wrestling on raw a good bit and i enjoyed it and, and he left you know, and he was another one. He was someone that totally could have done it. It's just uh, 
they're they they relied so much on the athleticism of it that if these rumors are true, we still have to say allegedly that if these rumors turn out to be true, you're you're exactly right. That could be a portion of it. Uh, but that, let me ask you this: shoot. I mean, so it's not that I just want to hate on the uh, on on cruiserweights because I enjoyed cruiserweights in WCW, whereas where I really remember them starting. And if you think about it, it's hard to b- believe that they were a part of cruiserweights now. But think about WCW cruiserweights: Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit. Uh, Dean Malenko, they were Rey Mysterio. They were all part of the cruiserweight division for WCW, and I enjoyed it. So I don't think it's so much that I'm picking on skinny guys, as much as the fact that the storylines behind them aren't that well. Well, I think you nailed exactly what what a lot of people might be feeling, and even for yourself, what you might be feeling. And we've talked about it. If you've been a long time listener of the Finishing Move, one of the standout moments that we think about when we think about the smaller wrestlers. Rey Mysterio being caught by Kevin Nash and thrown like a lawn dart in the WCW days into the trailer. You don't get that mix anymore. It was always Rey Mysterio, the David versus Goliath scenario. And even in WCW days, it wasn't so much of it. You had a faster match that took away from the Stevie Ray versus Horace Hogan match that was going to be a little bit slower and more methodical than you came in with Dean Malenko versus Psychosis and it was going to be exponentially a faster match. So that fluctuation of it probably was something that, because 205 Live, it is one of those moments of, there's very few moments where there's a grapple for a long time where they're talking something out. They're literally going bang, 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 bang. And then there's those moments of where it is a lull. It's probably just everyone laying out, catching their breath, and the ref checking. Did anyone break a limb in that flip? So it could be that good mix, and that could possibly be part of it for you. When we return, I've got one question for John, and I'm going to ask him to get his opinion on it, and I'll give my opinion on it as well. And again, if you're wondering why we're not deep diving into Clash of the Champions, we did a video earlier this week, and it is now posted on our YouTube site, and you can go in and we talk about each and every match that is going to be on the pay-per-view this Sunday, Clash of the Champions. We give our thoughts, we give our predictions, and we let you know what we think about the pay-per-view as a whole. Oh, so, yeah, you weren't here last week. That's right. I don't know if you listened, but uh, we call now the final segment. It's called the Go Home Show. It's time for the Go Home Show, my man. We will talk about the uh, that and more when we return. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X, uh, 1230 uh, AM, 106.3 FM. There's no one better to talk football with than a guy who's been there. Shaw, going to go deep. Atlanta's own Matt Schaub is live on the SportsX all this season, breaking down the birds and the rest of the league with home team and Hamilton on Tuesday mornings. He's been part of the Dickey Broadcasting family for years, and now every Tuesday at 1030, he's back under center. Schaub, rolling, touchdown! Hey, this is Matt Schaub, and you'll only hear me this season on Atlanta's SportsX. Hey, is there anything exciting happening this weekend? Of course there is. The Brightside newspaper just arrived in the mail, and it has lots of things to do listed on its calendar page. Look, the Taste of Smyrna is this weekend on the Village Green. Also, there are art exhibits, golf tournaments, and a pet adoption festival later this month. I'm Kathy Lipsett. And I'm Alan Lipsett. We are publishers and owners of The Brightside, your local monthly newspaper for Smyrna, Vinings, and South Cobb. 
The Brightside newspaper is your local good news publication. We bring you news about people you know, the places you live, and the monthly calendar to plan your weekends. And every month, The Brightside can bring you new customers as it delivers your advertising message to 30,000 upscale homes in the Smyrna, Vinings, and South Cobb areas. That's all coming in September in The Brightside. Read us online at brightsidecobb.com. Hey Atlanta, it's your fun buddies Los and Hoyt for the greatness of prize picks. Tired of the grind trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel where you're spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose the over or under correctly on the player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap. With Prize Picks, it's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks has new boards of players up each day covering players from the NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, and Major League Baseball. They're also the first to allow you to make cross-sport entries. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. Check them out. Go to MyPrizePicks.com or Prize Picks in the iOS store. Use promo code 680, 680 to get a 25% match on your initial deposit. You'll also receive a free two-pick entry for a chance to win 25 bucks. All of that at MyPrizePicks.com. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy simplified. At Fifth Third Bank, we're working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Uh, what does that mean? Let's say this plate of sad nachos is your regular bank. Oh, so that's my bank. And these nachos over here are a Fifth Third better. Is that a guacamole moat? A cheese waterfall? How is this possible? At Fifth Third Bank, we put 166.7% into everything we do to help you accomplish everything you want to do. I want to stay here forever. This is banking. A Fifth Third better. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. This is The Finishing Move with the Road Dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. Talking all things wrestling on Atlanta's alternative sports station, The X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. Every Thursday night you can tune in and hear us, or most Thursday nights I should say. Some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as long as there's not a high school football game or a Georgia Tech football game or something else. A UGA football game. Well, we don't or play on Thursdays because we're good. Oh, goodness. Boy. Or a football game in general preempting. You know, we better stop saying this. We'll get lacrosse that'll end up preempting us at some point. <laughs> we better stop with that one. But, hey, we're here this week, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. He is John Radcliffe, and uh, we're bringing you the latest in wrestling as we do every week. And it's a big week for wrestling. we got a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. We've got uh, SmackDown coming to Atlanta next week. Um, and we talked about this a little bit when I joined Home Team in Hamilton earlier today, as I do most Thursdays, again, most Thursdays, unless I get preempted by something else, uh, usually my schedule. But I talked about we're guess. trying to put together a show trip to go down to State Farm Arena and see SmackDown. We did this last time they were in town. Uh, John, uh, home team, and myself were able to go down, and I I had a great time. I think they did too. Oh, I had a blast going last time, and it leads me to uh, this isn't our, our our go home show question, but am I am I being bumped out for your daughter? <laughs> well, no, you're not being bumped out for my daughter because you would technically be bumping out my daughter. Because I promised her first. Okay, let's not use that phrase that I'll be bumping your daughter ever again. <laughs> About a month ago that uh, SmackDown was coming and that I would try to take her if, if I could. So we are working on getting enough tickets for everybody. And if everybody comes through on the connections that we all have, I think we're going to be fine. We won't be all sitting together. 
<laughs> but we'll all be there in the building, and we'll probably be able to gravitate towards each other. Um, but I hopefully all of our connections will come through. We'll be able to all go. And when I say all, I mean you, me, a home team that wants to go. Joe Hamilton wants to go. Joe, um, there's talk of him bringing his son. Of course, you just mentioned there's uh, talk of me bringing my daughter. So that's what, seven people or six people we're trying to all get into the building. Hopefully the majority of those people will be able to go uh, uh, and we'll get the up-close and personal look at SmackDown next week at State Farm. Or WWE, if you can help us out, uh, you can DM us at RoadDog680, JohnRad450. Let us know if we can where we can pick up the tickets at. Well, that's one of the connections I've been working on. Uh, WWE, I've reached out to some of the people there, and we're I'm waiting to hear back, and hopefully I will. But I'm not holding my breath. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And I believe we got a pretty good uh, advertised uh, event next week uh, here in Atlanta. I, you see the commercials at least locally here when uh, it comes on every every Tuesday and Wednesday I am looking I think Kofi and Randy Orton are involved in it I'm sure that means the revival are going to be involved in it as well so we'll just have to wait here nope that's not it and we should probably see at that point in time we might even see the new day show up depending on how everything goes at the pay-per-view um so we would probably even get a little bit of the new day here and we probably even get you know as we spoke about uh you can go to Atlanta Sports X YouTube page. We talked about this on there, where it should be around the time where the WWE it should start taking shape. Ultimately, we will have uh, one more draft that will take place uh, before they finalize everything for moving to uh, Fox. But we should start seeing some. It'll start should start taking shape on who will be where and what titles will ultimately end up where. Because obviously. Brands don't exist as of right now in the WWE. That's right, they don't. So we'll see what happens. This will be one of the last ones on Raw or on USA, as you mentioned, before the jump. So here is my go home question before we end the show tonight. Starting next week, NXT is going to start airing live on USA Network. Correct. They're getting the jump start on AEW, which is going to start in October. Uh, NXT is going to be a live two hour show. Uh, but for the first two weeks of it on USA Network, because of some uh, previous obligations, we're only going to get the first hour on USA and then the second hour on WWE Network. But come October, both hours will be live on uh, USA Network and go head-to-head with the AEW show. So in October, the first Wednesday that we get head-to-head competition, the Wednesday Night Wars, if you go back to uh, what we used to call the Monday Night Wars. You've already given it a moniker. <laughs> exactly. Which one are you going to watch live, and which one are you going to tape? At least now, we have that option of DVR. Back in the day, when it, was the, when it was the Monday Night Wars, yeah, you used to set up maybe a VCR, maybe in another room, or you would just flip back and forth in the commercial breaks. Or um, I believe for a while, you know, Nitro used to replay itself. So what I would do was I would watch Raw Live and flip over in the commercial breaks. But then when Nitro would replay on TNT later in the night for the West Coast, I would watch it uh, as a whole then. So which one are you going to watch live uh, come the first Wednesday of October? Uh, when the Wednesday Night Wars start, I will be watching AEW. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like the NXT product, but I'm looking forward to delving in more to see how AEW 
starts to put the stories together, starts to push the superstars to get to know the superstars a little bit more uh, because I like the product that they're putting out there right now. I'm excited about it. I think we've spoken about it in depth here on the show, how we, we're probably both very excited for what AEW has coming, and I want to see more of it, and I want to see, I want to get to know more of the superstars, as I've gotten to know a, a few of them just from reading online, going on YouTube, finding old videos, but I want to see that story develop a little bit more. I want to see what Cody and um, uh, how Moxley is, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, is going to be involved in it. So I want to see where some of the top stars will will fall in line in terms of on it, as well as something that I want to see if they're going to take a page out of the WWE. Are we going to see? We've seen Brett the Hitman Hart that has been there. Uh, are we going to see former I don't want to use former, but WWE legends, WCW legends, are they going to make appearances and be interactive throughout the show? Because we know Cody Rhodes, well, he's a legacy in the wrestling business. His brother is uh, Dustin Rhodes and his father, Dusty Rhodes, the, the American dream. So we know that he's grown up in this business. He has friends. Ultimately, I'd probably say guys that he feel like that are not only just mentors, but they're like uncles to him. So I'd be intrigued to see where that comes from as well. So I maybe it's just it's the shiny new toy that's out there, but I'll be watching AEW. I agree. I'm going to watch AEW as well, at least the first week live, and then and a DVR uh, NXT. It's basically the same theory that you threw out there. It's the curiosity factor to see what this new product does and how they do it and what's different uh, from WWE. Of course, we do. We've already seen a little bit of that when we watched the pay-per-views over the last few months as they've built up to this live show on Wednesday nights. But, hey, it's I think it's a win-win either way for all of us as wrestling fans. It's going to be two hopefully great products on Wednesday nights that we can watch uh, throughout the week. Yeah, no, I, I am totally looking forward to that. I mean, at that point in time, in this time of the year, basically my TV schedule is booked up. I mean, if you, you run down through it for me, and I'd be intrigued. It might even be like this for you. Monday, Monday Night Football, which not a lot of people will tune into, but I'll have Monday Night Football going as well as Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, I will have SmackDown going. Wednesday, I will have... Not anymore. That's right. I won't have that going anymore. You're right. Um, But then Wednesday, I will have AEW. Thursday, I'll have more football. Friday, I will... I guess Friday will be the... Well, that's where I'll have my... That'll be the new SmackDown. My new SmackDown time zone. And then Saturday, I'll have Georgia football or college football in general since Road Dog doesn't want to accept me as a UGA fan. He's ousted me. Well, once again, we appreciate you listening to The Finishing Move. Don't forget, we'll be back next Thursday night. Hopefully. So make sure you tune in. Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3. For John Ratcliffe, for myself, for Chris Colwell, who is not here tonight, but we uh, he is a part of the team. Thank you. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next week.